0: Love Talk
1: Radio. What's going on? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and we are back. We are back, and we are talking Jets. So much to talk about, a lot of things that we have going on. OTAs are continuing. Uh, we've seen, you know, Jack Wilson go out there and really impress a lot of people, um, you know, we got Corey Davis. He's dealing with the injury right now and did over the shoulder injury. We're gonna discuss that. We're also gonna break down this Jets running back situation. I really wanna get into this with y'all folks and really get y'all thoughts on some of the backs that we have here. So we got quite a bit to talk about, man. But listen. I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search Long Beach Joe. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on the Long Beach Joe show. I'm also on iTunes as well. Uh, go to iTunes, search the Long Beach Joe show I'm there. Subscribe to your boy on iTunes, man. Give me a rating. Salute to everybody that has done that. Mr. Magic, salute to you as well. I see a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, giving me a solid rating. Please continue to give me five-star ratings. Give me some feedback on there as well. A lot of people enjoy the show and are having a good time. So please, please, please uh, follow your boy on iTunes and also, uh, you know, give me a rating as well. And I'm also on Blog Talk Radio as well. Uh, Blog Talk Radio, you know, backslash Long Beach Joe Show. You can check me out on there as well. Also, while I do my radio, also live stream as well on YouTube. You can check that out on Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead and check that out, man. We have a lot of fun on that channel, um, Long Beach Joe Jets. Not only do I stream my radio show on there, I also stream because uh, we play games as well. We have a good time and play video games and we talk. i got more content coming on that as well. So please, you know, go over there to YouTube, Long Beach Joe Jets. Subscribe, comment, we go back and forth, man. So salute to everybody uh, that's listening. Salute to everybody in the chat as well. You know what I'm saying? While I live stream my chat, I call them the savages. Why? They're savage, man. They savage. They get it everybody. It doesn't matter who you are. They're going to get after you. You know what I'm saying? So, man, this is going to be a blast. I got a lot to talk about today. Can't wait to get into the show. Uh, like I said earlier as well, Corey Davis, you know, dealing with a minor shoulder sprain, we're going to discuss that. Uh, that kind of bolts into what I was saying about wide receiver depth and keeping, you know, Crowder around. Hello. <laughs> you don't want to just push guys out the door. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, there, there's things that can happen. We saw Mims miss time last year. We saw Brashad Perryman miss time last year. We saw all those things. So we're going to get into that. We're going to cover the. Uh, the running back situation as well. Also, the Jets bringing in Matt Burke as a game management specialist. We'll discuss that. We got we got quite a bit to discuss. But before we get into those things, okay, as everybody knows, I'm a Jets fan. Um, I'm not from New York. I'm not even from the Jersey area. Grew up in California. And one thing I noticed is that this fan base, we're everywhere, man. We are everywhere. There's Jets fans that wear their green, that rock their green consistently all over the place. And there's a lot of hubs, a lot of fan bases, a lot of fan clubs all around the place, you know, that support that green, that bleed that green, and they join every Sunday or Thursday or whenever we're playing, and they sit down together and they show their love for this football team. So what I want to do now is I want to invite a man on. I'm going to bring him on. His name is Michael Larson from the San Diego Jets fan club. We're going to have him come on, man, and we're going to to discuss with him what it's like to be a Jets fan out there in San Diego. So, Michael, listen, I want to thank you for coming on, my man, to the Long Beach Joe Show. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and thank you for coming on, Michael. Now, look, man, you already know what I'm going to ask. You're out there in SD. There's a lot of beautiful weather, beautiful women. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You guys are enjoying yourselves out there in San Diego. What made you become a fan of the New York Jets, my friend?
2: Well, so I'm originally from the Bay Area, and my grandfather used to play ball for the San Francisco Seals, so he knew Joe DiMaggio very well. And through New York okay. Connections, my grandfather got friendly with Joe Namath. So we grew up with Joe Montana on TV and Joe Namath stories, and I gravitated towards the Jets and have been green for, since I was, what, five, so 40 years now? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And so
1: you're sitting out there, like you said, you, you became a Jets fan then. How did your fan club come about out there, though? Like, what, what was it like putting it together? What is your history out there in San Diego? How did you guys come together? So the
2: original members that put it together is Rocco, who's now in Texas, and Rob, who's up in Poway about 20 minutes from me. They started this group together back in 2000. And it actually started out watching it in a single person's house with only a few members, and now we've grown to over a few hundred members. We have been in different bars along the way, and now we have a home we really enjoy. And one of our members actually bought a bar, so now we have two places we can hang out to watch games together. Whoa, okay, wow, that that's that's huge. Can you can you tell us about the uh,
1: the the name of the bars and where they can? show up and kind of hang out with you folks just in case Jets fans are in your area and really want to sit down with their Jets brothers and Jets sisters and have a good time?
2: Yeah, so our main hangout is in the Gas Lab District, which is in downtown San Diego, and it's called Taste and Thirst. And uh, if you ever come down there, you'll understand why they're called Taste and Thirst. They are top five every year in different food categories, so we're very happy to be there with their food specials. And the uh, address on that is 715 4th Avenue. And then we also have a hangout in El Cajon, which is about 20 miles east of downtown. It's called Main Tap Tavern on Main Street. Uh, we just picked up mm. that location last year during the pandemic. So we have two places to hang out. Uh, we're always welcoming in Jets fans, and we like to welcome in fans of other teams. And as long as they're having a good time with us, I'll usually buy a drink for them. We've only ever had one fan get out of control and the – six years i've been hanging out with these guys so it's a it's a very good time and because we're a navy town we get a lot of fans who come in from other states who just like to come to our bar because the food's so good
1: yeah yeah i know i've been down in san diego before the food there is amazing but can you tell us what it's like being a fan in san diego that for a while was big charger town i know that for a fact i got some friends that are from san diego and they they put those you know they put those bolts on there with those blue jerseys, and uh, they get going. But what is it like now, being there and being a Jets fan? Are you still kind of do you get, you know, harassed by other fans? Do people make fun of you? What is it like, man, when you're out there wearing your green?
2: Well, before the Chargers left, it was a, uh, it was fun. It really was. We would go back and forth and jibe, and they would give us crap about having bad seasons, and we would just come back and say, "Well, you had Nate Kading." <laughs> We beat you twice. <laughs> but ever since, ever since the Chargers left, uh, there's just not a lot of people who who say things when we're on the street. There's so many bars in downtown that have different fan bases, and because the team has not been very good for the last few years, people don't really say much because it's almost like they feel sorry for us. Uh, but as mm-hmm. soon as we start getting good again, then we're going to start getting people who say stuff because that's what they do. And we're yeah. looking forward to that day. We, we want to be good again.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And again, everybody that's listening, we're speaking with Michael Larson of the San Diego Jets Fan Club. They're doing a lot great, a lot of great things out there in San Diego, watching you know Jets games together, having fun, meeting up and enjoying themselves. And everyone, their Jets brothers and Jets sisters, just out there enjoying themselves in bleeding green. Now, when you talk about getting good, Michael, we've talked about your fan club and everything you got going on, but I want to talk to you about this football team. Because, man, this draft, this past draft, we've done a lot of good things. we got Joe Douglas in, and, you know, he's making moves and doing what he's done. We brought in Robert Seller. When you look at this situation now, what are your thoughts about this, the, the coaching hire and the draft as well? Are you confident in Zach Wilson?
2: So I'll go with the coaching hire first. Um, my brother is a massive Niners fan, and the year they went to the Super Bowl, he told me Salah was going to be a head coach within two years, and I, was, I just whispered in his ear, God, I hope the Jets get him and we did, which is fantastic. The draft on paper looked looks great. Of course you never know until the guys get out there to play. As far as Wilson goes, we're gonna find out real quick. yes, he might have played for a school that didn't have the greatest schedule, but I don't always look at opponents, I look at can you get the guys open? Can you make those tight window throws? Can you extend plays? And he's proven he's been able to do that. So if he can if he can do that at our level, we gotta we gotta contender for the next 10 years. If he can't, unfortunately, we'll probably be picking a quarterback again in three or four years.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. Now, when you look at the situation with C.J. Mosley, he's looking healthy, looking like he's going to be back. What are your expectations for him this upcoming season?
2: You know, that, for me, is a big worry, because we've seen it time and time again. When professional athletes get out a year, especially to when they come back, they're tentative. They don't play as hard, and usually they have a Sometimes a career-ending career, career ending injury within the first three weeks of playing, and that is in every sport. So, mm-hmm. for me, if he can get through game four and he's still talking about being healthy and, and playing the way he plays, then he'll make it through the season and we'll be fantastic and I'll be stoked he's back. I just yeah. hope, yeah. hope, hope when he gets in game speed, that first game making a few big hits, that something doesn't pop, and then he's out again. That's my biggest concern. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm right there with you. Now, my final question for you, Michael, uh, before I let you go, is what is your biggest concern for the New York Jets going into this next season?
2: Well, that's easy, corner. We don't yeah. have any proven corners on this team. We just don't. Um, Bryce stuff might have been a steal in the draft last year, but he didn't get to play until a little bit midway through the season. Bless Austin has flashed, but he has not been consistent. Uh, I know there's been chatter about trying to bring Richard Sherman over, don't know if that would happen. Don't know if I would want that. Uh, we have linebackers, and we got we got a nasty front four, which is great. But if they can't get to the quarterback within the first three seconds, we don't know if our corners can can hold up. And we may end up yeah. having to win games and in shootouts instead of defensively. And we've been built on defense for so long. We're not used to, to scoring 30 and 40 points a game. And if that's what it takes to win this year, it might be a long season. Expecting a rookie quarterback to throw – 30 to 40 points every week is unrealistic.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see how it happens. I, I, I have some, uh, some question marks about the corner quarterback position as well. But, Michael, it's been phenomenal speaking with you, man. Like I said, you guys do a lot of great things out there in San Diego with your group and everything you folks put together. Before I let you go, can you please give everyone, again, all the information where they can contact you, all the information where you guys hang out, and also your social media links. How can they hit you up on your social media platforms?
2: So we can go to the Facebook and look in the groups and it's under San Diego Jets Fans, and it will pop right up and just hit request and one of the three admins will add you in. Uh, the places to meet up with us is Taste and Thirst, which is in the Gaslamp area, 715 4th Avenue. And we also have Main Tap Tavern, which is in the city of El Cajon. And also we, uh, I want to throw a shout out to the Tucson group who I know is coming on your show. I believe on Tuesday, we do a lot of oh, yeah, with them. We do, we, we do golf together. We used to do softball. We're going to start doing that again. We do river trips together. We do kick off pool parties together. Uh, usually they'll come out West for a game. We'll go out there for a game. So we do a lot of stuff with them. They're a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Listen, Michael, man, I want to thank you for coming on. Again, thank you for spreading the message, and thank you for everything you do with your group, man. You have a good night, my friend.
2: You do the same, and I'm looking forward to coming on the show again next year.
1: Absolutely, you have a good one. See ya. Woo! Listen, Michael Larson, that San Diego fan group—they are. <laughs> That group is serious business. I've had some fun with them before, um, you know, Michael and everything that they do there. Again, please, please, everyone get involved. If you're in that San Diego area, you know, again, you can go on Facebook, search San Diego Jets fans. They are there. Get in contact with them. Talk to them. We talked about the bars they're going to be at. Listen, go out there and have fun, man. I know it's, it's tough traveling sometimes. It's tough being a Jets fan. You go certain places, and you don't know where the green is at. You can find it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to continue to do this as well. We're going to continue to bring fan clubs on, and we're going to be talking to different people from different areas. And it's always good to speak to fans from different places to get their perspectives on this football team. You know what I'm saying? Everyone has a different opinion. Everyone's thinking that the Jets may need different things. And it's also, again, always intriguing to hear the stories of, where they came from and why they're Jets fans and what it's like being a Jets fan in their area as well. It's really, really tough for different people. It's tough for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm in California Listen. United fans, Raiders fans, you know, even the Chargers fans out here, they are crazy. You know what I'm saying? And they love their teams, and they, and they want to tell you how bad you are. But we're, we're stepping up. We're going to be there. We're going to be contenders very soon, and we're putting it together because we got Joe Douglas and Robert Sulla on board.
3: <laughs>
1: and salute to my guy again, Leon Kennedy. With the big, 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 big,
3: I said it's Leon
1: Kennedy with the big, 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 big,
3: listen, Leon
1: Kennedy says, hey Joe, J- uh Jets fan from Dallas, Texas, thank you kindly for all the great content that you create for us savages, go Jets, go Jets, Leon. Salute to Leano. Again, I want to thank him for that big donation. Salute to everybody as well in the chat. Salute to Rick B. Salute to GVA. Salute to Blue Panda. Salute to everybody watching. Listen, there's a lot to talk about, man. Again, we just talk, spoke with Michael Larson of San Diego Jets fan club. That was a great conversation. Now I'm looking at this situation, man, and we're talking OTAs here. Listen, there's a lot of good things that's coming out of OTAs so far. Uh, everyone's talking about great things about Zach Wilson, how he's looked, that arm looks live. I mean, we've seen throws be made. We've seen him zip the ball around. He looks good out there. Again, they're not, you know, all padded up and everybody's banging around and hitting each other. You know, these are, these are some practices and some drills and things are going on. But even the things that you hear about Zach Wilson just being a film junkie, you know, people, <laughs> uh, you know, Mike, Mike LaFleur was talking about that, that, you know, Zach Wilson's family has hit him up and said, hey, don't burn him out. And he's like, hey. This guy wants to watch the film. He wants to watch the film with me. So that's a beautiful thing because I think a lot of Jets fans or a lot of fans just in general around also often forget that a lot of what you see, a lot of the product that you see, you know, on Sunday or when they're out there and they're playing those games comes from the preparation of the week. It comes from watching film. It comes from, you know, dieting. It comes from doing those drills to make sure you're in the right space in the right spot and that you know your playbook and all these things. You're standing in your playbook. That's important, because if you don't do those things and you just show up and try to run around, you'll get cooked. <laughs> you'll get cooked, or you'll throw a lot of interceptions if you're a quarterback. So that's beautiful things to hear about Zach so far. Again, we're hearing a lot of good things about Michael Carter as well, the running back. he got a lot of reps. Uh, he's out there, and he's doing his thing. Elijah Moore has been talked about quite a bit, the things that he's doing out there. Uh, you know, again, I see a man. It looks like he can just hit another gear whenever he feels like it. So, you know, all these, nothing but good things so far from OTAs, but one of the things that's hit as well is the injury to Corey Davis. Corey Davis, you know, it's turned up that he's got a minor shoulder strain. uh, Just recently happened. It's tough. You know, hopefully he'll heal up. You know, everything will be all right soon, and he'll get right back to it. But this goes back to my point. The second that we drafted Elijah Moore, we have Mims in the building. We also signed Corey Davis. People were like, oh, yeah, it's time to get rid of Crowder. It's time to let him go. We got Cleveland Cole as well. We got Mims. We got Corey Davis. We got a lot of more. We don't need Crowder in here. We need to get him out of here. And I told people, whoa, 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 slow down. Slow down. We don't need to just throw this guy out of the window. Let's keep him because things can happen, right, to your wide receiver core and When those things happen, if you sustain an injury, you can pull the next guy up, and he'll be able to continue to keep you afloat. And that's what can happen. With Corey Davis, say this injury lingers or gets worse, guess what? Yes, we'll be missing Corey Davis, who's a phenomenal wide receiver, but we'll be okay because we can still move with Elijah Moore, we still got Mims, and we still got Crowder, who we've seen be extremely solid for us. He was our best wide receiver last year. So when you have depth, like the Chiefs, like the Saints, and like all these other really great offenses in the league, when they sustain injuries, their depth keeps them afloat. They're able to just continue going. You know, again, they may not, if they're missing a couple guys, they may not be as great as they are with those guys on the field, but they'll still be okay. Depth matters in the NFL. And especially when you're trying to build an offense or you're trying to sustain an offense in an offensively driven league, we must make sure that we keep – solid depth around, and that's, again, this injury, to me, just points, hey, you keep Crowder around. You don't need to get rid of him. Let's keep him around. Let's see what happens going forward, and let's move on. So, Corey Davis dealing with a shoulder injury. We're going to break into this running back situation as well. I really want to talk to people about this running back situation because we got a lot of backs. I mean, we got a lot from Tevin Coleman to, you know, uh, Ty Johnson to Michael Carter, who we just drafted, to P. Ryan Adams, all these guys. Walter on the squad, like, there's so many guys here. And I'm just wondering where they're going to fit in. How do you folks feel about what they're going to be able to do within this office? Who's going to be the third down back? Who's going to be our leading rusher? These are all questions that I got for a lot of people, man. How do you feel they're going to fit? There's just there's so many questions to ask. And, again, you know, we're going to discuss that. We're also going to talk about the Jets bringing in Matt Burke, who's the Dolphins' former defensive coordinator. He's coming in and being our game management specialist. He's going to help with, like, analytics and, you know, football stuff as well. So we're going to talk about that. I also want to talk to you folks about players that you feel can have a bounce-back season. I want, to, I want to hear, you know, who do you feel will be able to really step up this year and get themselves together and really show out this year for us? So I'm going to go ahead and get to the lines again, 515 602 515 Call in. I want to speak to everybody Oh, I think I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna to go to my guy Chris first. I'm gonna to go to my guy Chris. G's, we see you. We're gonna to come to you soon, but I'm gonna to get to my guy Chris first. I think it's my guy Chris. Chris, hey, you all want to Hey, what's going on, man? Listen, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. I want to start right at the top, man. When you look at the situation with Corey Davis, how concerned are you about this minor shoulder sprain that he has?
0: Not concerned that much. Uh, we got Destin, a wide receiver. Um, you know. I mean my thing is like from the even from the wide receivers last year, uh, we we have we have question marks all around the field because of Adam Gates. So we got mm-hmm. some guys that probably can step up and, 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 and be very good. So I'm I'm very confident in the receivers because I'm very as you said before, I'm very confident in the running game the offensive line. And I think that's gonna okay. you know, get one on one matchups with the, the receivers. So I think Corey will be better. He's a tough guy. He's a he's he's a dog. And you're not gonna keep that guy off the field. I think he can play with one, one hand. Man, that guy is just tough. Man, that's a tough guy. So yeah, I think yeah, that, you know you look tough, at Corey man. Davis, you, you yeah. know, and looking at his thing, he's 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 gonna do it. He's gonna get. He's gonna go on man, He's gonna he's gonna live up to his contract. And this guy's gonna push himself onto the field. So I think I don't think we have to worry about him.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'm hoping that everything's good with him. Like I said, I hope that he he heals up and gets better, but. You know, I'm not necessarily sweating it as much because, again, if we keep Crowder, I think our depth will be able to sustain this blow. We'll be okay. We still have guys that can go out there, execute, make plays. We're not falling off of a cliff and struggling and looking yeah. around for guys like Chris Hogan or any. You know, the, the issues that we had last year when we had so many yeah. guys from our wide receiver crowd, and we were just trying to grab Minnie Mo, and Jack from anywhere just to come in and try to catch <laughs> football. So uh, <laughs> right. I think that that – you know is a really good look for us, but you mentioned this running game, my man, and I'm going right there with you. We got a lot of backs, man, and I'm looking at this yeah. situation, and I'm saying well, with all these backs, who's gonna be Hugh for you, who do you think our actual starter is gonna be uh,
0: man, I think the, I think it's gonna be uh the guy from uh north carolina I think that I think the the back that we okay. started this year. I think he's gonna. I okay. think he's gonna be number one, man. He's he hits the hole quickly. Um, he's very tough to tackle. Um, he's. I mean, I. It's tough to tackle those small guys, man. And mm-hmm. uh, he's quick, man. So it's gonna be a problem. Yeah. So I think you know, from looking for him, I mean, maybe they give uh, the guy Ty Johnson a, a shot and P Ryan, mm-hmm. you know, because of mm-hmm. the bruising thing. But you think one thing about Michael Carter, he's gone. <laughs> yeah. And you got Beck then, and you got, you know, Elijah Vera Tucker, man. You got two solid left tackles, man. I mean, top, top left end of the offensive line. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, that's why I think the Jets are going to be better because of their running game. If you look at us historically, mm. we've always had good running games. But we've had good seasons when we had good running games.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and that and that's, that's going to be big for me. And not just that, like you said, a, a good running game because we've improved our offensive line with bringing in Vera Tucker, but I think that a big focal point within the Shanahan offense that's coming in is the running game. If you look at the years yeah. that they had in Denver, if you look at the years, you know, look at the Niners. The Niners, literally, they were running, Kyle yeah. Shanahan is there, and that signature is the running game is going to really pull you out of a lot of situations and put you in really good situations. The way they set them up as far as their running scheme, just the hold that they attack, how they attack defenses, you know, up front with, their, with just their, their running schemes and how they block, that is going to really bode well for us. But my next question for you is, because we talked about the running game and all these things, could you see Michael Carter or even, you know, Ty Johnson or P-Line, could you see those guys be utilized, being split out wide and being used as receivers within the receiving game?
0: I can certainly see uh, Michael Carter uh, being doing that. I can see him doing that. Hmm. I think he's an off-purpose back. Um, The guy Adams last year is pretty good as well, so. Um, and then mm-hmm. we who do we uh, who do we pick up from the um, he was a forty nine uh, he was the forty niners and Atlanta I, I forget the guy's name uh, we picked him up off of a uh, free agency oh, he's pretty good Walker too. yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's, yeah he's he's yeah he's he's awesome too so I mean it's gonna be easy riding behind Kai Beck my Kai Beckton because he poses fear in the offensive lines you don't want to block against that guy. I'm telling you right now no you don't want to block against him. Yeah, you
1: know? so how many so running backs do you think
0: well, go ahead, go ahead. No, I think he, I think he's a tough guy to, to block, you know. He's definitely going to get the you.
1: Yeah, yeah. So who
0: do you – so my final
1: question for you is this, man. You look at this situation, and I'm saying to myself, you know, there's still some players out there in free agency that I think could help the New York Jets, right? There's still some guys I'm looking at that free agent market, looking at that list, and I'm saying – who could we still bring in that could really make an impact on a roster that has holes here and there? I look at guys like Nick Mullins, Matt Barkley, Ryan Poole, maybe <clears throat> Stephen Nelson. Some people are even talking about Morgan Moses, you know, the right tackle. For yeah. you, When you look at that, when you look at the guys that are out there, who do you think the New York Jets
0: should try to bring in to strengthen something that you think is weak on the roster? You know, it, for me, it's like this. And people are going to say, "Hey, you're mad and hunting, and 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 you're, you're you're going." To me, honestly, I think the I think the Jets the Jets should make a, a a move for Julio Jones, and take the second round. And he, and here's why. Here's my. Whoa. Opinion. Here's my here's, Whoa. Okay. here's, Chris. here's, here's, here's my here's Chris. my
1: reason. Chris, you, you, you keep your hands on the wheel now. Keep your hands on the
0: wheel, yeah. Chris. Here's, here's, a, here's, here's, here's my reason why, okay? Here's my okay. reason why. The past, if we look at the Jets' team for the past 10 years, and our heart is, what have we been known for? a defensive team. a Guys a, okay. a people who have a team that has defensive. We had We have two of the greatest cornerbacks. We have Camardi and Revis. We had a great pass rush. We had, we had great offensive lines, defensive lines. We've never had that offense, that unstoppable offense. And my thing is that if you put Julio Jones out there with these guys, I mean, you get two-two matchups, you even click Chris Herndon and these other guys, and you make the whole offense a lot better. And you give your, okay. you give your rookie quarterback a, a, a huge target to play, to play with. So that's just my opinion. I, I'm, I'm forward to just changing and being a more offensive, more oriented team. Instead of the last thing years, we've been deep, deep, when we've been competitive we've been defensive. Let's try to be a defensive team because I believe that we can build the off the deep the uh, defense through the draft. And I think Julio Jones mm-hmm. and having a veteran like that um, with these guys is good. And ma- a matter of fact, I think they should trade Crowder for him. And you bring in Julio Jones and you solidify that war- that wide receiver position because you already have Elijah Moore and the other uh, Keelan Cole. And I think Julio Jones would well, make a difference in this team. Yeah, uh, it,
1: look, and, and I hear you, Chris. I mean, Julio this year, he makes, what, $23 million? I yep. mean, that, that's, that's quite a lot to bring onto the cap. But I, I'm just wondering what exactly, you know, just think about what you're saying, what exactly do you think we'll even be able to trade to get him? Well, like, they want to – well, I, I,
3: Crowder I and what?
0: I would say a Crowder and a second-round pick. I would Man. say we have two number ones next year. We have two number ones. Okay, we have we. The best way to get a rookie quarterback is to be competitive. Joe Douglas, you know, probably is going to trade that that first later pick back for more picks. We need mm-hmm. to be a, a, a offensive team. We need to have stars. And we, I mean, Curry Davis is good, but if you get Julio Jones, you become a a, a great offense, and you give time for your rookie quarterback. Multiple. Why better open looks? If he's if he's that great, like everyone's talking about, Julio's getting doubled up every time. So that leaves Corey Davis open. That leaves him, and Mims that get the running game. You overcome an overall better offense, in my opinion. And I think that the, yep. one of the things that as far as Patrick Mahomes and everybody says, oh, he's such a great. He has some great. Well, he has some pretty good wide receivers too. He had a great tight end too, you know, and he's some had good running back. So. It's about the team you surround them with, and I think that we need to look at that. I mean, maybe they won't do that, but I'm looking yeah. at that situation. I'm looking like, you know, that's the best thing. Instead of bringing in uh, cornerbacks, because when you bring in these creation cornerbacks, they never work out. <laughs> they never well, they, work out. You okay. bring in, They never work out. Maybe Steven Nelson's a pretty good. He would be my close second to bring in to, to do some things. But I make the move for Julio, man. That's just my opinion. You know, I'm in the minority. Okay. A lot of people say you wouldn't do it, but that's just my opinion. Man. Mm-hmm. Listen, Chris, you're,
3: you're bringing a fire right now. I respect your take. Give it in a minute. Come on. Come on.
1: Listen, Chris, I respect your take. I, I, I mean, I just, to me, the the wide receiver room would get kind of crowded. But if you're moving on from crowded, if that's what's in your trade there, and you're trading a second rounder. I mean, he's up there. He's making $23 million. That puts you in a situation. But I, I, I hear what you're saying. I respect the take. I don't know if that's the way that I would go. I would try to see if maybe we can make a move. Maybe, I don't know, a free agent that could be out there for me. Maybe Morgan Moses look, address that right tackle. I see if a corner is out there. Maybe make right. a trade for a corner if it was solid. But, yeah, no, look, I, I, hear, I hear what you're saying about Julio Jones. You know, there are some people I've, I've had discussions with that, that want the exact same thing that you want, but I don't know if I would take him. Especially with that second rounder coming up, the things that you could do with that in the next draft. But I respect that take, Chris. I do respect your take, so, though. Yeah, but man, I got to get back to these that. lines. Go Thank ahead, go
0: ahead, go ahead. No, I, I just, I just, you know, it's just, I don't see like just looking at all these teams that 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 have won Super Bowls. I see them having great offenses. Like, can you name the, the the cornerbacks? Everybody's talking about cornerbacks. Name the two cornerbacks on on the on the Kansas City Chiefs. Name the two cornerbacks on the Tampa Bay Bucs. You really can't. You know, you know the offense.
1: Well, well, no, what? Well, yes, but you also know that the Bucks have an unbelievable pass rush. They have, and the Bucks yes. have one of the best defenses in the league. You know, I hear what you're saying. though. We're in an offensively driven league. You're tired of the Jets not having. More than yeah, enough exactly. offensive firepower. Yes. You want the Jets to yeah. be the Saints. You want them to be the Chiefs. You want them to be, you know, the, you want them to be the top of the top. You want to go in and put forty up on teams every single week exactly. and just let that be that. Yeah, no, I hear you, Chris. I hear you, and I, re- I respect your take, man. I really, really do. But I got to get back to these lines, my friend. Yep, thank, I want you. To thank you for calling that night. You have yourself a good one. Oh. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you. you. All right. All right, thank you, bro. All right, you have a good one. Listen, Chris calling in with the fire, calling in with the fire, man. You know, that Julio Jones take, you know, like I said, I've, I've heard people talking about this. I've heard people saying things. I've heard people saying that they are willing to give up capital to go up there and get themselves a Julio Jones, that they're willing to make a trade. You know, it's interesting, man. It's really, really interesting when you start talking about stuff like that, especially, again, moving on moving second rounders, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's it's kind of crazy. But he spit his take, you know, and we're going to be discussing quite a bit tonight. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515 Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. call in. We're going to go to my guy, Venom G. Venom, call back in. I think we lost Venom for a second, but Venom can call back in. Definitely want to speak to him. But we're going to go to 929, 929 929- We're coming directly to you, my friend. I want to get your thoughts on this situation here with the New York Jets. Ninety-nine. Looks like you're a new caller. Give me your name, where you're from, and give me your thoughts on this injury to Corey Davis, man. How are you feeling about this minor shoulder sprain? Oh, you're a troll. We're gonna get you up out of here real quick. See the resemblance of hanging up on you, my friend. Have a good one. (laughs) what we do, salutes to me. Give me a hand.
3: Yeah.
1: how we handle trolls. You know what I'm saying? We don't give you the light of day. You're nothing. We're gonna get your ass out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no,
4: no, no, no. <laughs> this,
5: boy's
1: <insane. laughs> this boy's insane. You know what I'm saying? Calling in with that nonsense. Don't so nobody want to hear that, boy. Nobody got time for you, boy your ass up out of here. We had a little easier around here. I, you can talk to the tone, my friend, the dial tone. You know what I'm saying? Have a good one. <laughs> so we're going to keep getting to these lines, man, 515 602 515 Call in. Do not call to my son cursing. I will get you out of here fast. Faster than I just got that bum out of here. Fast. Here we go. Yeah, I get in here big time. I get you out of here real fast. I sent him to the abyss the abyss, I send him to where Adam Gaze is at, that's where I send you, Wherever Adam... that's exactly where I send you, straight to where Adam Gaze is at, huh? you know what I'm saying, call in here with the nonsense, don't call in here with that, I'll get you out of here fast, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> send you to where Adam Gaze is at, we're going to get back to these lines, you know what I'm saying, I think this is my guy, Venom, man. <laughs> I'm having way too much fun. <laughs> Go to my goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having too much fun up here, bro. <laughs> I'm
3: having you, bro. too
1: much fun. You. I'm, Got sending you, I'm sending trolls. I'm to the <laughs> to the outer <laughs> limits. I'm, I'm sending them to the portal straight to hell. Get out of here. Get back where you belong.
5: <laughs> I'm getting them bro, out of here. He
4: wasted all his time just to say that. Man. Yeah, hey, you yeah.
1: you really yeah, to, yeah, to, to you do really that? Called in. Yeah, you called in. You know, and salute to you for watching, you know, but you called in just to say that, I'll get your ass out of here. But <laughs> let's go. Let's get go uh, let's, let's back to football, Venom, because we all know you going to call in. You know, you got common sense, logical takes. You know, we're going to
4: tell you the right thing. I like, go, go ahead. I like the last dude take, though. I like the last dude take on okay. Julio. I, I, okay. I I, I like okay. that a lot, man. You know, I, I, okay. would, I would probably, you know, want to trade something else, but not, you know, I'll get rid of Crowder. I'll give up a second-round pick. I know Atlanta's going to want more than that, but I I like Julio. But that contract, his contract is just – too much yep. money, man. For, he's thirty two yeah. I think too. So yep. that's that's a lot, man. But I I, I want to stick with the guys we have now, man. Let's let's, yeah. let's make a that, that was the... a balanced team. I want a balanced yep. team. Just like every other team that's that's in in the talks have a good offense, good defense. We don't need to be the saying is the Saints. <laughs> you see what happened when they just mm-hmm. have an a overpower offense. You get to the you get to the dance. You don't get that girl though. <laughs> you, you come into mm-hmm. the you come into the prom, but you you by yourself. You know, so I, I want somebody else there.
1: That's you know, and they doing it the right way, man. They doing it good. Venom G's walking in with the prom with the girl. Venom G's is a player. Pay attention. Pay attention. <laughs> Venom G's is a player. Pay. Attention. <laughs> Venom G's get all the girls. We all know Venom G's is a player. Pay attention. <laughs> Listen, but I hear what you're saying. I hear exactly what you're saying. You look at this situation, you know, a lot of people have talked to me about that Julio situation, and there are some people that are even willing to give up even more than that. And I was just like, "Whoa!" Yeah. that's why I was kind of a little cautious, you know, because I've talked to a lot yeah. of fans that are talking about, you know, two first-rounders, all kinds of – I've had these discussions, you know, but Crowder, uh,
4: these, it's, it's, it's these people are crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's we're trying to build a team up, man. We're not
1: trying, yeah, when, we're when not when trying look, to make it a land of Exactly. But when I look at that contract, like you said as well, $23 million, That's kind of tough. And like you said, with the age and all these things. But, you know, adding Julio, you can't necessarily be mad at it. But I just wonder what exactly, you know, we'd have to give up as far as conversation. A second-round pick – you know, maybe I could see Jets making that move, but I'm telling you, especially with our wide receiver core so crowded right now, you know, where Corey Davis would still be here, we'd have Mims, you'd have Elijah Moore, we had have and Cole, we had all those guys on there, Julio Jones would come in. Yeah. We would be a, a force to be reckoned with. I would say that, though. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be tough to cover a wide receiver core when you add Julio into that mix as well. Yeah, I, I, I just think,
4: Julio, I don't know how much he has in the tank. I know last year, I didn't see him too much play last year. But with mm-hmm. the talent we have in our wide receiver room, wide receiver depth is something we definitely need because we was we was calling, they called me and you last year to play wide receiver. <laughs> that's, how, <laughs> that's how bad it was. It <laughs> you know, the, was, the, though. It was on my old All, all the saying, pieces I'm they have now, I think, I th- I think all the pieces they have now and and mm-hmm. you know everybody with all the pieces they have none I don't think all these players are going to going to remain on the team. I think some of them will get let go, especially in the running mm-hmm. back room. A, a lot of these players are going to get let go and this is how you start healthy competition
1: to see who you who's going to be on the team. It's only me. Okay. So we got some yeah. time. Yeah, you absolutely do. But when we're talking about other other positions as well, for me Venom, the running back position is one of the most intriguing positions of you know on, on this team because there's so many guys and there's so many skills that they all have different skill sets and they they can kind of do different things as well. When you look at this running back situation, you know how many backs do you think we'll even be keeping? You know, right off the bat, how many backs do you think oh, we'll actually keep on this roster for the season? Gosh, I think. Three, maybe
4: maybe I think three. I think okay. the other two other two or three will probably go to the practice. I think we're okay. keeping Coleman, Michael Carter, maybe maybe P. Ryan or or Johnson. I don't know, Ty Johnson. So we still haven't mm. got to see what what P. Ryan is because we had the the horrible the most horrible coach in the NFL. So we That's don't know what T-Ron is, so we don't we don't know what's going on with him. So we I I, I wanna see him under a
1: competent head coach. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, and you know, especially with again Mike LaFleur coming in with this offense. I think that, you know, we really have a chance to really see the running game step up and be successful here. Uh with the scheme and all kind of, you know, things that they're gonna bring in, I think it's gonna be amazing, but for me, you said we're going to keep three backs. That's what you got right now. Who do you think ends up being the actual starter, though? Are you a guy that oh, looks at Michael Coleman. Carter? That Tevin Coleman. Oh,
3: you think Coleman. Tevin oh, Coleman is the starter?
4: Tevin wow. Coleman, okay. He's, he's been his best wow. Fran. He knows the system. He's he's ahead of everybody right now. Tevin Coleman is day one starter. Michael Carter, okay. who... I eventually by the end he'll be he'll be the the starter towards the back half of the season.
1: Okay. Okay. Wow, but I so think you, that you got Kevin. Is definitely. The- could you what running back do you could you see really being split out wide and utilized as a wide receiver within this offense? Because you know that's what we were all screaming for with Le'Veon Bell in the past and all these other things. What current Jets running back could you see Michael four utilizing to be split out wide, utilizing the wide receiver and put in those roles where they become a matchup nightmare for football teams and linebackers in particular? I think I think both coleman
4: and michael carter but i see more of michael carter in that role because he has great Mm. hands he's he he's a bell horse and he can he can catch the balls out the backfield so i think michael carter will probably
1: be more of the wide receiver slash halfback type player okay okay yeah I mean, uh, you look at the situation, I think that they they all kind of have that. I think a lot of people are sleeping on Ty Johnson as well. I think he's a guy we've seen him really put things together, be a really smooth runner. I think he's a guy that we could also see have big success within this offense, Um, especially just some of the things that we saw last year. And he was engaged in the offense, who was terrible, but he was still making some runs, and we were thoroughly impressed by him. So I could see him being utilized out there as well. Now, when you look at this situation – I think there's some free agents out there, you know, Venom, that I'm still intrigued by, man. Some guys that are still out there on the market. Are there some guys that you think could be able to be brought in and really help the Jets improve their roster at positions that you mm-hmm. feel like aren't strong? No, I don't. I don't. I don't
4: think. Any I, I wouldn't go with any veteran. If I do, it'll probably be Josh McCown, uh, just to assist um Zach through this through the process of everything. I think he did a good job with Sam. I think I'll probably mm-hmm. only bring back Josh McCown or veteran quarterback, some something like that. But anybody else. I think all these young guys need to get reps so they could so they could understand the speed of the game. And I think we've been doing that too much where we got people taking away reps from these young guys. So I think mm-hmm. they need to the only the best the best way to get ahead is being on that field and getting them reps and you you're going to get beat. You're going to get taken mm-hmm. advantage of, but you gotta learn from it. I think this the all the corners that we have are you know, everybody's there to work. So they they you know, all everything we've been hearing about OTAs is that everybody's in in the meeting rooms, playbooks, everybody's into yep. into being successful. So I think they're they're ready. They're up for the challenge, man. So I think we don't need any veterans
1: in to assist them. I think maybe just back. That's about it. So you're not concerned about the New York Jets not having a veteran backup QB? You're ready to go, you know, into the season with James Morgan as your, as your backup? You, no, you're no, no, with that? no, no.
4: That's why I said. That's what I said, Josh McCown.
1: <laughs> Josh, oh, okay. Josh that's
4: McCown, right. that's it.
1: Yeah, that's it. I, I just have him as a backup. So what, what but, about – what about a guy like Nick Mullins? You know he's still out there. What about Matt Barclays? Josh McCown, and that's it?
4: Yeah, man. I, I, I just that's what I'm you, know, you know I Josh think
1: doing his I, thing. he was in I talks to be a head coach at be, this point, some points this off season. They were talking about him possibly being a head coach at certain
4: teams. No, I think only if if I was to take a player, I would probably get somebody from the agency, probably a defensive tackle that could maybe um, fill for Quentin, Qu- Quentin Williams, I think. That's about it because mm. he may t- miss some time just to give him some time to recover as best as he could and get back to the person he was before he went, before the season ended last year. So I, I just would probably want to ha- have somebody in there as well. But other than that, okay. I don't think we need to bring no veterans on, and Let these guys make their mistakes, get burnt a couple times, and then started mm. moving. I think the only way you can go get
1: better is going to the fire. Yeah, yeah. No, look, I respect that. So my final question for you, Venom, because you've had a, a very solid call so far, is when you look at this Jets team currently on the roster, what player in their second year are you looking to really step in and have a major impact? Oh, man,
4: second-year player? Yeah, second-year player. come uh, on,
1: uh, uh, Bryce Hall.
4: Bryce Hall, mm-hmm. I, mean, I think he's gonna. He we need to get rid of, you know, Ble- Blession. That is that's a, he needs to go, man. I, oh my god, we got we got all new young guys. Get Blession ass out of here. Bless him out of here. <laughs> you know. And, so Bryce Hall is got to. Yeah, Bryce Hall. I think Bryce Hall is going to be a shining star too, um, but I think. Is going to be the the front runner for the for the cornerback room. Okay, So okay. I think that's what forward And and my man, and my man, I know you sometimes hate on my man, but I know Chris is
1: going to step up this year, man. <laughs> Chris Herndon.
3: Oh, is step you do. Up.
4: You do well.
1: That that's good. That's good, <laughs> man. Do I think that Chris Hunt is gonna? Hell play? No. I don't. Do no! No 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 no!
4: Hell to the no! Hell to the yeah. no! To the no no no! I don't think he's gonna. Step nah, Joe. Yeah. Nah, Joe. You can't do it like that, man. <laughs> I you can't. Can't oh, do it can. like that. Oh, yes I yo, what, <laughs> y'all? Last, I have watched years. Year. Oh my! God. I've watched, watch just... <laughs> watched years of
0: Chris look, Herndon. Please.
1: I've watched years of Chris Herndon. I was a big Chris Herndon guy. I was hoping wait, wait, for him wait, to step wait, up. But wait, Venom, wait, come wait, on, wait, bro. Wait, wait. If he's not no, hurt, no. if he's not suspended, then he's hurt. If he's not suspended or hurt, Yo. then he's dropping footballs. If he's not suspended, wait, hurt, wait, or dropping footballs, no. no, then he's fumbling. He can't say that. Come on, Venom. Come come on, on, let's,
4: venom. Say, let's say we saw the stats. The stats are
1: saying that, man. the games are saying that. I'm not just, y'all.
4: Everybody acts like wait, I'm wait, standing wait.
1: out on the corner just yelling, like, like y'all don't watch nah, the same games, but nah. I'm
4: watching. Like we Come saw, on, we saw Chris Come Herndon on. his first year, he was productive. Yeah, yeah. Then we saw two years of Chris Herndon under Adam GaSe. Man, so I don't mm-hmm. know, you know, even last year, watch the tape, you see him last year, him and Griffin is in. They're they blocking. They they're not running routes. They're not doing nothing. They're trying to make sure the pressure don't get to Sam Donald. So I think he's mm-hmm. he's gonna he's gonna do his thing this year. Mhm. Keep on crying. <laughs> keep on crying for Chris Herndon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yeah yeah.
1: We're gonna keep on, on. on crying for Chris we Herndon. We're gonna
4: talk see. in November. We, and
1: listen. you're gonna say, "Yo, I, man, I, I, you were right." Yeah, I hope I – look, I want to to be wrong. I really do. But I'm just tired of every year going, oh, yo, Chris is really going to step up this year. Yo, Chris is really going to do – yo, Chris Turner. It's like – and he never does it, ever.
5: He never does it. (laughs) He
1: never plays. And when he does play, he's not – that are injured, injured, he's dropping footballs. I understand everybody's going, okay, <laughs> he may have not been utilized to the best of ability. Okay, I, I could I could see that argument. Okay, maybe he was blocking a little Ooh. bit. But when they finally gave him opportunities and threw the ball his way, what did we see? Drops. Then if yeah, you didn't see drops when he actually dropped the
3: ball. How many, fumbles,
1: how many fumbles this year did he have been a critical fumble oh, that really killed our yeah. Them.
5: Come on.
6: Yeah, How um, many critical drives in them? Yeah. Come on now. And you guys man, want. I to have the line. You're smoking crack. Stop.
5: You got to, got to you know, face, stop. <laughs> you gotta stop. Y'all got to stop. Here You're in, smoking yeah.
1: crack. Stop. <laughs> you got to stop. And <laughs> some point. I mean, what do y'all want? What, what more do you
4: want from me? <laughs> What do you want? Yeah. What can I yeah.
1: do? I, I was a big Chris Herndon guy. What do you want? Oh. I've tried. If he's not yeah. hurt, if he's not suspended, he's dropping footballs. If he's not doing that, then he's coming. I, I can't do this again. I can't mentally go there again <laughs> to pump myself up for Chris Herndon, and he comes out and does nothing. Oh. I can't yeah, do this. I mean, why, can Yes, I'm excited good. about him. I'm more excited about him. Hell, even Wesco. I'll take him. But I'm what? tired of just talking about how great Chris Herndon is going to be and he does nothing, dude. Come on, now. man. Yo, Come on. November, we're going to have a different tour. I, I promise I you
4: that. We we're going to have a different tour. And, and he's yeah, it's going yeah, to be a
1: different day. I don't know. You know. I don't know if it's going <laughs> to be a different It's going to be a different talk it's going to be a different day. I hope it's a different <laughs> talk. It's even, it's not even not it. the same show twice.
4: Go ahead, go ahead. Is ahead. Well, you're gonna you're gonna say Venom I told you or Venom you uh-huh. were right. That's that's the other yeah. conversation we're gonna have then. But yeah, yo, I just yeah, gotta yeah. get back to the show. Yeah, I, do. I know you got other callers waiting, man. So have a great Delicious. night. And you know, you know, I'm Absolutely. waiting for the Resident Evil continuation, man. <laughs>
1: Listen. we're going to keep <laughs> playing those
3: games. We're going to keep doing that, yo, you know what I'm saying? Yo, Everybody yo, running,
1: uh, the night from out.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Everybody just listening. because you're on Blog Talk or,
1: you, you know, you work, I, I live uh, also game on this channel as well. We have a lot of fun, and, you know, we played some Resident Evil last night on top of the Street Fighter 5, and it was a blast. We'll continue that Venom. I know everybody's excited about yo. it. We're going to continue that going. I'm going to add more content but Venom. i got to get back to these lines because they are cooking. You and Chris Herning, y'all have a good night, all right? Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, my man, all right?
4: Definitely, definitely, go Have a good one, man.
1: Go have a good one, man. Listen, I love Venom. I got nothing but love for Venom. We've been talking jet for a long time. That was an unbelievable call. I got nothing but love for Venom, but I am just tired of this i am tired of this chris herndon narrative i need to see it at some point i just need to see it i can't you can't keep telling me how great he's going to be and then nothing ever happens you can't keep telling me oh he's gonna dude if he's not suspended then he's hurt if he's not hurt then he's dropping footballs not dropping footballs then he's fumbling it's like okay well where are we going to do that all right this offense, yes, it was the same offense that was in the 49ers or in San Francisco with the Niners. Yes, we saw success from the tight end position with Kittle and all those guys, but we ain't got Kittle here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? George Kittle does not play here. So, you know, I'm going to keep going forward. Again, 515 602 515 Call in. If you're watching me, no matter where you're watching me from, please give my stream a thumbs up. Also share my stream as well. Um, having a lot of fun. We're going to continue to the lines. Next caller I'm going to is 848-848. I'm coming directly to you. You look like a new caller. Give me your name, where you're from, and give me your thoughts on this Jets running back position. How are you feeling about it? Oh, I'll get you up out of here, too. We got a lot of trolls out here tonight. We got a lot of trolls. Here we go. We'll get you out of here real quickly. Real quickly. Very, very quickly. You know what I'm saying? We're just going to keep getting to these lines, man. We're not going to let no trolls shut us down. I deal with the trolls. I'll send you to the abyss with Adam Gaze. That's exactly where I'll send you.
3: Mary,
1: to the abyss with you. the abyss with you Adam Gaze. you not having it. I'll shut you down real easily. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515 602 515 Six zero two nine six three nine call in I'm going to my next caller 731-731, three one seven three one I'm coming directly to you, oh, you do we can't this is this is just a bunch of nonsense, another troll, another racist troll calling in, God, you guys have nothing else to do, do you? Nothing else to do, This is insane, you guys are losers. Go somewhere else. We're going to continue to spread the positivity. We're going to continue to go to these lines. We're going to continue to talk about the New York Jets. We're not letting you stop us. You're not you, stop us. you guys are stupid, not having it. We're going to continue to get to these lines. Again, 515 602 515 602 call in. We've got a lot of idiots calling in. You know what I'm saying? There's some good people online. There's a lot of clowns. You know what I'm saying? A lot of trolls. We're not going to let them stop us, though. We're going to continue on with the Jets. We're going to continue on talking about what we got to talk about. So we're going to 518. 518 coming directly to you. 518, give me hey, your thoughts. LVJ, how Jets are you doing? Running back situation. How are you doing, my friend? we got a lot of trolls calling in, trying a bunch of nonsense. We're not letting them stop us. How are you feeling, and what are your thoughts about the New York Jets running back position, man.
6: Uh, I think we brought Kevin Coleman in for a reason, and I think okay. at the start of the season he might be our starter. But I really mm. like what I see in uh, Michael Carter, and Perrine just doesn't seem to fit this situation, the scheme. You know, he he's he's straight ahead. Boom, let's go. He's not going to do the wide zone. I I just don't see it in Perrine. But uh, hey, it is what it is. I'm um, I'm just happy that uh, PFF graded. Did you see this the other day? PFF graded our defensive line. Four of our defensive linemen in the top thirty. Did you see that?
1: Yeah, I yeah I saw I saw some different things that was going around about that. I know PFF they have their. You know, consistent. I know some people love it, some people kind of get away from it. And look, I I get it. We do have a very solid defensive line on paper. I'm excited about them. I'm excited about you know Quentin Nelson or Quentin Williams, excuse me. Can't wait to get him back on the field. Um, You know, he's healing up from that foot injury. I'm I'm excited about Lawson, him coming in. I think is really going to help us as well. We're still trying to build. You know, what I'm saying we all know about that. Um, even some of the other guys, Benny Curry, we got Kassi I'm excited about our line, but we've got to see them, you know, do that on the field too. we got to see that, you know, again, yeah. on paper they look unbelievable. Like I, this is one of the uh-huh. most, you know, one of the most dominant defensive lines we it could is? possibly have, yeah. you know, in quite a while, but they've, they've got to sure. definitely get it done. You know what I'm saying? They've got to get it done when we get out there. But even going back to the running back situation that we, we were talking about, like you said, you think Tevin Coleman is going to be the starter. A lot of people have – hit me up and said that as well. I know he's been brought in for a reason. But then I look at the situation, Mm and I'm thinking, man, Michael Carter is a guy that I'm looking at, and I'm saying to myself, could that kid come in and be the starter? I mean, we know he's got some get-up-and-go. He was a guy that was supposed to be gone way before we actually selected him. So I look at, okay, well, where does he fit in within within the offense? So when you look at this situation, do you think that Michael Carter could be a guy that could also be split out wide and utilizing the offense, exactly. you know, as a as a kind of a matchup nightmare out there, catching football. That's something else you could see offensive coordinator coordinator using him for.
6: Yeah, didn't he run a four three six?
1: I think it was something like that. I think yeah, close to it. Yeah. yeah.
6: So I could definitely see him out wide for sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, you know, running those jet sweeps and everything else. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's going to be great. You know, him doing the yeah. uh, the wide zone and everything else, I mean, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's a shame about Corey Davis. But you know what? Yeah, I want to talk to you about game. that as well. Our Atlantic Health Facility, that should be uh, mm-hmm. putting him straight on and, and back on the field sooner than later. Mm-hmm. So let's see yeah, what this yeah, Dr. Andrews can do and his team.
1: Yeah, hopefully he heals <laughs> up, you know, and everything's good to go. Uh, you know, like I said as well, we were talking about it earlier on in the show, is that, you know, with that injury, that shoulder issue that he has, when you look at the situation, uh-huh. it's like everyone was so quick to want to throw Car- or Crowder out the window. Everyone was so quick. No. The second we drafted Elijah More, everybody was like, okay, Crowder said and done. You know, we're going gonna to get him out of here, all those things. Well, guess what? A guy like Corey Davis, if he goes down, then, you know, or misses some time, our, our wide receiver core will be okay. We'll still be able to, you know, move forward. We'll still be able to sustain because we have a solid depth, at, you know, within, our, within our wide receiver position. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of teams, again, I, I had people call in tonight. Some people want to trade for Julio Jones, all those things. But when you look at uh, teams like the Saints or when you look at teams like the Chiefs or all these other teams, one of the things that you see consistently throughout them is their depth, is their ability to really That's sustain good some of the some of the issues. You know what I'm saying? When you see that, exactly. hey, even if a guy goes down, a guy misses a little bit of time, they're still able to put things together, still go out there with players, you know, that aren't necessarily number ones or no you know, something like that, but they're still able to go out there and consistently be productive. And I think that that's huge for us. And that's why I continue to tell people that we should not get rid of you know uh, Crowder or any of those guys that we should keep him and we should just continue to move on because again, if this if this injury lingers for Corey Davis, if he has issues going forward, then man, you know that that's going to really come in handy for us.
6: Yeah. Plus, look at the ages of our rookies. That what they're what yeah. twenty twenty two. We have one yeah. of the youngest uh, groups of, uh, of the youngest teams in the NFL. I think it was yeah. the third youngest. I think. But uh, yeah, I mean. But you need you need experience. You need people to stand up and tell you, "Look, we need to do it this way. We got to do it that way." Be leaders in the locker room. Be leaders on the field. And that comes mm. with experience. And, and that's why we need somebody like Crowder. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. last year we had not only our uh, veterans hurt, but we had our rookies hurt. Nobody was on the field for us. That's why we had to go out for Hogan and everybody. Nobody was nobody yeah. was able to play. This year, with yep. that new health organization there, that, that might help, that Atlantic Health. So we'll see what they do. So that's going to that's yep. gonna look pretty good, especially if they get on their feet uh, a lot sooner than anticipated.
1: Yeah. So when you, when you look at the situation, another thing that I wanted to talk to you about is there's a lot of players coming in on that second year. You And I'm saying guys that we drafted a year ago. I want to know right. from you when you look at this situation. Guys that we drafted twenty twenty, they're coming in. This is going to be their second year in the league. Who do you look at from that draft class? Do you think is going to be able to step in this year and have a big time impact?
6: Well, it seems that they're high on uh, Gidry, Javelin Gidry, and I think he's <clears> going to be sticking around. Uh, Lawrence Cage, if he can stay, if he, if, oh man, six foot five. Jeez, this guy in he's got speed. you know if he can only mm-hmm. stay on the field, stay healthy, you know we got somebody there. I think he's if he can do that, I think he's going to make it uh, mm-hmm. although yeah, but that's that's still depth. I mean, we have a practice squad that we're going to need to fill also, so that's where you know a lot mm-hmm. of these guys might well you know especially some of the rookies but yeah. uh this was this is uh, our one of our weakest position last year is now our strongest position. Depth wise, depth wise, it's wide receivers. Mm. It's, it's yeah, I, well, when I look,
1: yeah, absolutely. When I look at the situation, I look at that 2020 draft class, and you brought up some names, but I look at guys like James Morgan. I think for me would be number one in my in my brain. You look at the situation, yeah. and this is a guy that Never you know if yes, yeah, say Zach does miss time, and we don't go get a veteran backup quarterback. He could end up being a starter maybe for a game, two, three games maybe, if Zach misses some games this year. That's huge. Especially, again, I think Joe
6: is waiting until after and, June 1st.
1: You know, well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But so far, you know, they, they did try to go after Hoyer. Hoyer eventually went back mm-hmm. and, you know, he signed with the Patriots. But if they don't get a guy in here, then you could see, you know, James Morgan being a guy that, you maybe could be a starter for a couple games this year. If Zach Wilson goes down, you know, knock on wood, we hope that doesn't happen. But if he does, then we could see nice. James be put out there. That's huge. Having a good, a solid backup quarterback in this league is extremely important, extremely important in this league. Um, so it, that, that's going to be a big-time uh, you know, position to put him in. So we'll see if he comes back and has a big-time impact if needed. And also another guy that I think people aren't talking about when they talk about these second-year players coming in, making an impact, is Cameron Clark. Uh, there's a huge, gigantic yeah. hole at right guard, right? We all know Vera Cutter mm-hmm. sliding into that left guard position. We all know, you know, Beckton, that, that guy's shored up that, that left tackle position. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we went and, we, you know, we our center position is solid. But that right guard spot, Van Roden, Lewis, nobody wants them started. Cameron Clark, we didn't see last year at all, right? That's so right. So this year, yep. yeah, this year he's coming in. This could be our starting right guard. He literally could be. And if he is thrust in that position and he does start there at right guard, uh, can he step up? Is he the missing piece to this, to this uh, offensive line to really continue to take us to the next level? That's a big-time question because pray. last year – we saw the issues that you could have when your guards are not good. When Van Roten was oh, yeah. out there and they were struggling, we saw guys just coming straight down the pike, straight to Sam Darnold and just trying to destroy him. So what are your thoughts about that, yep. my friend?
6: I'm waiting to see what Cameron Clark can do. You know, not not on the field mm-hmm. last year. He was a project coming out of college. He needed work. He was very raw. Hopefully they got him – well, hopefully this – not the uh, last uh coaching staff but this current staff I think they're going to work on him and they'll get him to where he needs to be. I I have faith in this this whole staff and everything else. So, yeah. listen Joe, I need to cut it short. I got to go. I I'm being called. righty. you take oh, care, no, babe. Good listen. talking to you. All
1: right. All right. You have a good one, man. Take care. Listen, Jimmy calling in with the fire. I know he has to go. Salutes to him. That was a heck of a call from him.
3: <laughs>
1: Listen, I, you know, we, we've we had some calls tonight. I apologize to everyone about, you know, the nonsensical trolls, you know, the calling in with the nonsense. I apologize to everyone. You know, we're going to continue to work through that because they are not going to stop the love for the Jets. They're not going to stop the positive vibes that are flowing. <laughs> And I want to take time to address Niger with the big donation. I said it's Niger with the big, 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 big donation. Salute to Niger. Niger says, "How would you feel if we won multiple Super Bowls, which leads to a new stadium? How would you feel?" Listen, Niger. If the Jets were to win multiple Super Bowls, I would be beside myself. Okay. We haven't won. We haven't been in the playoffs in, I think it's over 10 years now. You know what I'm saying? If we were actually able to get ourselves a W, you know what I'm saying, a big, the biggest W that there is and get some rings and we got guys going out there and playing hard, man, it'd be unbelievable. Unbelievable. I would be beside myself, man. But we're going to continue going. Salute to Niger again. Everybody, please, if you can, hit the Cash app if you can. If you don't want to do that, you can also hit my Super Chat like some have, had, some have done tonight. It's been phenomenal. We're going to continue to go into the lines again, 515 602 515 Call in, folks. All right? We're talking jets. We're not letting any nonsense stop us. We're going to continue going forward. You know what I mean? We're going to continue. So now I'm getting to my next caller here. We're going to go ahead and bring you up really quickly. Caller, give me your name, where you're from, and give me your thoughts about the New York Jets running back position. How are you feeling about it? Caller? Maybe he's gone. He's on another. Maybe it's another troll. I'll get you out of here for you. Go off. You know what I'm saying? We're heavy on the trolls tonight, baby. We're heavy on the trolls tonight. And I'm not going to let it stop us. You think that's going to stop me? Hell
5: no. Hell no, no, no. Hell no, hell no,
1: hell
0: no,
5: no, 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 no,
1: Not letting it happen. You know what I'm saying? Not letting it happen. But, again, I want to salute everybody for calling in tonight. It's been a phenomenal show. We had a lot of great calls, a lot of good times. So much going on with the New York Jets, man. OTAs are crazy. You know what I'm saying? A lot of guys going out there, showing up, showing out, putting things together. We're hearing a lot of positive things about Zach Wilson, Elijah Moore, all those guys, man, all those guys really having a very, very good time. But i tell you what, this running back position, man, has been – it's one of the most intriguing positions for me. I know a lot of people are looking at Tevin Coleman and just kind of saying, hey, he's the starter. He's going to be in business. He's going to be in play. And, look, I get it. You know what I'm saying? I I get that a lot of people are talking about that, but – I think Michael Carter could be there, you know. I think he's a guy that can push the start as well. But I think a lot of people are really kind of writing off P. Ryan and Ty Johnson, too. And those guys have put things together. They really, really have. We saw a lot of really good things from them last year. Um, So who's to say that they won't be able to continue to do their thing, you know, going forward? Who's to say that they won't? You know, who's to say that Ty Johnson can't push to be in the scrum? Or maybe we, don't, we won't necessarily have a starter. Maybe you will just be a mix of guys, you know what I'm saying, a mix of guys, uh, you know, used in, a, in, a, in kind of a, a you know, the, kind of the same way the 49ers were used in their system, where you just had kind of a mix of guys, a running back by committee system. You know what I'm saying? That would be extremely huge. So it's, it's going to be very intriguing. And like I said, I, I could see other running backs as well being split out wide. I, we saw that with Tevin Coleman before within this offense, you know, with the Niners and so on and so forth. When he, he I think he also, uh, they also ran that that offense in Atlanta as well. We've seen him be utilized in the passing game in the past. I think he's a guy that could be utilized like that. I think Carter could be utilized like that. We saw, you know, Piran used like that in the past too. So there, there's some some things that can be done. You know what I'm saying? But we're gonna get back to these lines. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine again. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. I think this is my guy Val, man. I think this is my guy Val. Joe, Val, you let me know. Val, what's going on, my man?
5: What's up, man? What's up, man?
1: I'm finally found some time to call, man. Listen, thank you for calling in, my friend. This has been a heck of a show. We've had great calls. We've had nonsensical trolls. trolls. We're fighting through it all, Yeah. Man.
4: You know what I'm saying? We oh
1: man, and this, this is what happens when you get bigger, man. This
5: is what happens. Hey,
1: man.
5: <laughs> <laughs> it's going to come. It's hey, going to be listen. some Adam Gaze.
1: <laughs> listen, Val, more money, more problems. Huh? That's what Val is- <laughs> <laughs> Them. You know when the you get big, they want to hate. Hey, <laughs> you know the man. vibe. It comes <laughs> with it, man. <laughs> hey, man. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, the hate comes with the success. You know, it's, it's all respect. Yes, respect Salute to everybody. But, you know, let, let's get back to football. You know what I'm saying? Because we don't let the let's haters let them do their thing. But I want to talk to you about the situation with Corey Davis, man. Corey Davis mm-hmm. has that shoulder injury. It's a strain. What are your thoughts about it, and how concerned are you about that? A uh, minor shoulder strain that he has.
5: Uh, is it is it like a huge injury or this is like something that's he could come back in a
1: couple of weeks? Well, yeah, yeah I mean, he could come back in a couple of weeks and he, I mean, he's a tough guy. You know what I'm saying? It's just a minor okay. shoulder strain. It's not like 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 but it's you know it could linger for a little bit of time as well seeing how it progresses you know we got the new health situation but i want to know are you concerned about it man cuz i know some people that really really are within the fan base they're very worried about it
5: oh well listen i'm not too concerned about it i I feel like he's going to come back probably around training camp and stuff since you said it is not too bad but mm-hmm. hey everybody was ready to get rid of Crowder now, now you see why you can you have to have dealt, a depth just like you yeah. were saying, you have to have depth, yeah. um, depth inside the wide receiver position because you can get injured. And I don't yeah. know why everybody's quick to get rid of um, Crowder. I mean, he was the best player um, on the wide receiver position for us. He was actually catching every single ball that um, came to him from Sam Donald. So I would definitely keep him.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get rid of him either. I know that some fans are we more than interested in getting rid of him, especially once we had got Elijah Moore in the building. A lot of people were like, well, my, Elijah Moore is on the roster. Let's get him out of here He's as quickly as possible, like he said as well. Yeah, 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 you know, well, some people, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, look, I, I respect it. I respect it. But I'm not, you know, I wasn't so quick to get rid of, of Crowder. And it was because of situations like this. When you get a guy hurt within your wide receiver core, you want to be able to sustain yep. that, man. And the better better depth you have, the better off you'll be sustaining it. So – I think it was exactly. a good us. Now my my next question for you though, because we've had a we had a caller bring this up as well, what are your thoughts about the Jets trading for Julio Jones? Would you be in on that? Uh, for trading for Julio Jones, I mean, mm-hmm. to be I would
5: love it, but the thing is I feel like we're we're building. We're rebuilding right now, and we're heading into mm-hmm. the right direction right now. So I really don't want to give up any depth. And I'm pretty sure they're mm-hmm. going to want some picks as well, too. So I feel like yeah. I would have to st- say no to that Julio Jones trade because I feel like, you know, we're, we're building in the right to, direction. And, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like the rookies are going to figure it out. And I feel like we should just like keep doing our thing. If he was a free agent, then that's one thing. But trading for him, I say no. I feel like he has to be in a win down situation. And right now, we're not really there. We're building up, so I'll, okay. I'll have
1: to stay, stay stay out of that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and again, you know, I, I love everybody's takes. I, I go back and forth to people, but I kind of said the same thing. But I also looked at that contract. I think he makes over twenty three million just this season alone. I think he's like 32, I think he's going on 33. Wow. He might be 33 since the season starts, I'm not sure. But, look, I, I know that he's a, a very solid wide receiver, even though he's up in age, he's still able to do his thing. But like you said as well, mm-hmm. we're still building. I don't know where that would put us within the situation that definitely would speed up the rebuild, especially with the, the loss of, of of cash and capital, you know, especially with some of the yep. things that we've yep. seen Joe Douglas just be able to do with a second-round pick. Look, we got Mims in the second round. we got a lot more in the second round. You know, exactly. he's just wheeling and dealing all over the place. he have got so much good talent. You know, even that trade exactly. that we were able to make, a Tucker, that was for just, what did, what did he give away? Like, I think like a, a fourth round or a third? Yeah. It was something like a mid round pick. Uh, I think it was a fourth round exactly. or like a Exactly. move up First round so like, pick. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, it
5: was insane
1: go, insane. go
5: ahead. Yeah. And to, and to go off of what you were saying, I don't know why. Like, I was listening to, I was driving and listening to um, when you was asking people, was that a good pick? I say absolutely that was a great pick because that's a need mm-hmm. because it, listen mm-hmm. that left side even though we had um um what's his name uh uh the the left tackle uh Makai Beckton we had Makai yeah, Beckton. Mekhi Beckton even though he was on that left side, that left guard position was still questionable and people were still getting past him, even when, you know, sometimes he had his little nigger, um, his injuries and stuff like that. So I feel like, mm-hmm. yeah, that was an absolutely great pick, and that was a good depth
1: as well, too. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I thought that was a solid pick as well. And moving up, the way that we did, we didn't get fleeced if we really – you know, handle business. And there was a lot of people that had issues with us trading up for him. And I just was like, man, that's, that's crazy. Man. Man. I don't see anything wrong with getting the guy that you want and being aggressive and not getting fleeced. And, you know, better. Exactly. Was like said, that was extreme need because it absolutely was extreme need. But I want to get to this running back position with you, man. Because, listen, Let's this go. is one of the more intriguing positions on this team. Like, there's so many guys there. First off, I want you to give me your thoughts. How many running backs do you think the New York Jets will keep? I I would say we would probably keep three or four, mm.
5: three or four.
1: Okay, and yeah, and but if are, so three three keeping? to
5: be active and four of one of them is going to be probably in the practice squad. Okay, so what what three is yeah. you then? are
1: you keeping there? Are you going with Coleman? Okay, are you I'm keeping Johnson I'm, or what, who are you keeping?
5: Ooh, okay. So this is the thing. I'm gonna keep Devin. Then I'm gonna keep uh uh, uh Michael Carter. Then I'm going to keep um, so you, Johnson. Okay. Yep. Ooh, okay, keep
1: so P, P Ryan for you. P Ryan for you is a done deal. you getting rid of, uh, of, of Adam. I forgot as well. P Ryan.
5: Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. All right, all right, all right
1: so here yeah.
3: we go. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm here to ask some questions. All oh, right, everybody. Man. Know, and
5: I,
1: I've
5: been, listen, like I said, it.
1: this is so intriguing, man. It's intriguing. People man. are not thinking. They're just going, oh, yeah, I'll keep three. Okay, so are we getting rid of P Ryan? Because if you only keep keeping three running backs and you got all these guys in exactly. here, okay, you keeping Tevin Coleman, right? you keep keeping Tevin Coleman. You just said we keep keeping Ty Johnson. Of course, we're going to keep Michael Carter. We just drafted him. He looks really good. Exactly. So we're getting rid of P. Ryan? P. Ryan has shown no, some promise here, baby. P. Ryan has so some promise. This dude, you he know, has. he can move. He can move. And the
5: thing is, under the Adam Gates watch, he didn't get that much touches. He just, like I said, nope. Frank Gore was running like he was trying to get a five-year extension. He was our future running back. So he wasn't yeah. going to get no touches. So I feel like, you know, we have to give Piran another chance and stuff. So I'm going to have to say four running backs now. I'm going to have to. Okay. Okay.
1: Okay. It's going to be hard, who, who, but, who you in, know. Yeah. Who in your mind is going to be the starter?
5: Who I would say I would say um, probably hmm, I'm gonna say Coleman Coleman because he knows the system he's he's been in the
4: system
1: okay.
5: and he's a really good running back I feel like you know they're gonna really run with um Coleman and then they're gonna ease their way into Michael Carter or maybe Piron okay. who
1: knows okay okay yep. yeah I, you know that that could, that could be solid that could be solid so my next question for you now because you you going through it man you look at this Let's situation go. and I'm looking at the situation, and I'm saying, what second-year player do you think will be able to step in this year and have a big-time impact on this Jets football team?
5: Listen, the, the easiest the easiest answer is Makai Beckett because I feel like he's going yeah. to the Pro Bowl this year. Yeah. He got he, mm. he got um, like he got um, I would say he should have been in last he should have been there last year, but I feel like this year yeah. he's going to really take another step. But to go with another answer as well, too, I would say Denzel Mims might be taking that step. Denzel Mm. Mims. Okay.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now I feel like he's going to
5: be in a better system. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead, go ahead. You feel like he's going to be in a oh, better Oh, no, no. I, I was saying, like, you know, I feel like he's going to be in a better system, and I think we're going to use him right, and we're going to actually put some plays around him to make him successful instead of, you know, Adam Gates with his three plays. You know, you know how that goes. But yeah. I feel like now it's going to be much more better, and he's going to be more yeah. uh, equipped into the offense as well. Yeah, yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, those those two guys, I think, like you said, those are real the easy answers, but they're gonna definitely have some impact. I think Makai Deaton is phenomenal. I could see an All Pro year. Hey Bryce Hall, too? I really could. Bryce Hall is another person. Yeah. I- yeah, Bryce Paul's another guy as well, especially at that cornerback position. There's really nothing keeping yep. him from shining. You know, there's there's holes there. He can make his way up. He can, you know, if he plays well enough, who knows? Maybe he's a number one corner. I don't know. You don't know, but, you know, we, we've we seen him at number two. We've seen him go out there and exactly. look at college that spot, especially being young. Yeah, he got cooked at times. Yeah, there were some issues. But we all saw some flashes as well. He had some great interceptions this year. So, exactly, yeah, you know, there's some guys there. But, I, you know, I talked about uh, Morgan. This is a guy that could actually end up being our starting, or excuse me, our backup uh, quarterback. He could actually end up being there, and he might actually start some games mm-hmm. this year if Zach does miss time, you know, due to little nicked up injuries here and there. Knock on wood yep. I hope that doesn't happen, but you know he exactly. knows what could happen there. He might start a game or two this year. Um, also, I talked about Cameron Clark too. Cameron Clark is the guy that's stepping in. This is technically his second year. We all know he didn't play the first year for whatever reason, but this second year there's a gigantic hole at right guard and I think it has his name written all over it. I did not use you know, Lewis Ben yeah, Roden. Yeah, we didn't even use him yet. So it's like he could fill into that spot. We all know he was drafted because he can kind of play both of those positions, but there's a, you know, there's some guys from, I think, that, that 2020 draft that could really come in here and have an impact this year and really continue to groom, groom and go forward here and mature under this system. So with that said, what player are you looking to have a bounce-back year this year? What player were you bounce disappointed with last year? Yeah, you're looking for a bounce-back year. You were disappointed with them last year. And this year, you're looking to say, hey, you need to step up this year and really put it together for me.
5: Let me tell you something. A bounce-back year, C.J. Mosley. Mm, I feel like okay. last year he did not play. Now I feel like he, he's saying he's healthy. He has a lot on his shoulders right now. He said he has a chip on his sh- his shoulders. So he is the most – I think he's going to be the player to have – he's going to have an impact this year, and I feel like he's going to surprise a lot of fans of what his ability is this year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of people are saying that as well. I remember, you know, all this time, heck, there were fans that were talking about trading him. You know, you heard about it, Val. We were yep. forth about it. There was a lot of fans I feel talking like he about, gave you know, up on us, get us get you know. Yeah, there was some some people that felt like that, two games, two years, uh-huh. you know, all these things. Look, I, I want to go on record again saying, look, I respect his, you right. know, I respected him. Uh, i have been consistent with that. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> I just want to say that. You know, <laughs> man, I respect <laughs> it, but again, <laughs> I respect it. But I know that there were people, and people even got at, at me after, you know, for it, but. Uh, you know, I know that there's others that were just like, no, nah, you know, you shouldn't opt it out, so on and so forth. I respect that man for doing whatever he needs to do for him and his right, family. Right, exactly. But, uh, you know, a lot of people looked at the situation, the money that he, you know, he ended up getting paid, which was, exactly. I think at the time when we gave him the deal, was the highest paid inside linebacker the highest ever created. Ever yeah, exactly. Woo! And then so he didn't play much, was, so, Yeah.
5: And he didn't play really? he only played one game or no two games for us. One was with yeah. the Bills and then the second game was with the Patriots, but he couldn't he All couldn't right. really play because he was injured. So yeah, he has to have yep. that bounce back, man. You come to New York, yeah. we're expecting you to show out and play, especially when you got the top, earning money. So he has a lot of chip on his shoulder. So I feel like he's gonna have yeah. the um the bounce back of the year and going back on what you were saying about the two year um the two year um players and stuff like that, at least we have multiple mm-hmm. players that we can name that's gonna have that bounce back year. You know what I'm saying? That's gonna yeah. step up for that second year.
1: That's good um variety. I just wanted to say that. So yeah. yeah I'm I'm yeah, just happy absolutely. man. Absolutely. Listen. Listen, Val. You know, I got these lines. They heating up. Listen, this was a phenomenal call from you. Phenomenal call. Listen, give this man a hand, man. This guy, this guy really called in. Val calls in, drops knowledge every single time. Give Val a
3: hand. Listen, salute
1: to you, Val. Yes, sir. Listen, you have yourself a good night. All right.
5: Appreciate you, Joe. Keep doing your thing. Everybody, hit and like, subscribe to this man. He's doing his thing. I see you on Resident Evil. I see you doing your thing. And listen, <laughs> do not curse. He will get you out of here as fast as Adam Gates was out of here on that Monday. <laughs> Salute, man. <Every> man. <laughs> Salute, man. Keep doing
1: your thing,
4: man. You have a
1: good night, man. Listen, Val, call, listen, I love talking to Val, man. My guy. Man. Listen, man, salute to Val. He you know, you know, I'm quick. I'll get you out of here. I will get you out of here. We're going to keep getting to these lines, 515 Again, 515 We're going to keep getting to these lines. Uh, again, I apologize for, you know, the nonsensical racist trolls, Yeah, <laughs> stupid people do stupid things, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but they're not going to stop the positive vibes, they're not going to stop what we got going, it's nothing but love over here for the green. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, you know, just love over here for the Jets, so we're going to keep getting to these lines, I'm going to 732, 732, I'm coming directly to you, my friend, Listen, give me your name and give me your thoughts about the New York Jets' uh, Corey Davis situation with the minor uh, shoulder sprain. How are you feeling about it, and are you concerned about this injury?
3: Uh, hey, this is Tim uh, from New Jersey. Can you hear me all right? Yes, I can.
1: How's it going, Tim? Again, I want to thank you for calling in. What are your thoughts about uh, Corey Davis and the shoulder injury, man?
3: Well, um, I mean, it's very typical Jets, right? We sign somebody and then they get hurt five days later. I mean, I don't, I don't understand how that keeps happening to us. Like, like, do we not? Is there something flawed about our physical system? Like, wh- what is happening where we? It seems like we consistently get free agents and then they just and then they fall off the map for three years. Like, I don't know what's going on. My my primary reason for calling earlier was uh, to talk about CJ Mosley but the uh, oh, yeah, caller beat me t- to the punch there. But, I mean, you know, I was just going to say, like, he could be a huge X ex- factor for, for our team here, and the guy, he took he took a year off, and we're paying him a lot of money. So the pressure is on this year for him to come out and, and really be that X factor that we thought we were getting a couple of years ago. And I think um, – <laughs> There's, there's kind of a whole new spirit around the team in general just because of all the new blood that's in the locker room now. And I think there's a lot of exciting younger talent on the team. Um, I don't know, you know, I hear a lot of good things about Zach Wilson. I did some digging on him and just watched a few, you know, highlight reels and videos and background tapes and stuff. And, I mean, he seems like he has it, but, you know, he, he seems so young and sort of, I don't know, I, I just I worry a little bit, you know what I mean? Because I got my hopes up with Van <clears throat> Darnold coming in the house, and I know it's kind of a different story with the with the coaching situation now. But still, I always <clears throat> had that little that little guy on my shoulder telling me like, "This is the Jets. Like, let's hope they do just manage the talent." You know what I mean? Well,
1: well, well. Look, I, first off, Tim. Again, I want to thank here
3: you we go. You. <laughs> you know, look, I,
1: I hear what you're saying, and I understand. I understand, you know, the the kind of same old Jeff thing and things happen to us, and we got. But look, we, we've got to start picking that up. We've got a new general manager in the building, in Joe Douglas, right? We're all excited about mm-hmm. him. He seems to actually have a plan, right? Like his draft don't look like McCagnan's draft, where he's just taking the, the best guy available, not necessarily addressing needs on the football team, not taking care of areas that we, that we are in drastic need of. That's not happening. He's drafting. He's mm-hmm. getting guys in here that are going to be able to step in, make plays, able to step in and fill holes on this roster so that we get good at impact positions. That's what's really huge. If you look at these drafts, he's done quite a bit of that, right? Now you right. look at where we're going with our coaching situation now. We got Sulla in the building. We're all excited about him. He comes from a very good, you know, squad out there with the Niners. You saw what he was able to do defensively. He's going to bring that here. He's also bringing in with him Mike LaFleur, very solid system, that Shanahan system, which is kind of quarterback friendly as well when you look at some of the things that they can do, particularly with how, how they run the ball to kind of set up everything else. I think play action is going to mm-hmm. be a big part of our offense this year. So I understand, you know, the, the, the hesitation. All right, I'm a Jets fan. You're a Jets fan. We we've been we've lived this together. You know what I'm saying? For real, for real. Mm-hmm. We we've had our hearts <laughs> broken. We <laughs> we've had our hearts broken. Oh, yeah. We've you know we've raised our spirits and say, oh, we're gonna go all the way, and then things just fell flat
3: immediately. So.
1: You know, yeah. I, I, and I we've never, you clear. know, we've
3: not, but we've never had a hyped yes. up draft pick, right, Joe? I mean, we've never yes, had a exactly. draft pick that fell through, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that never it, it, happened it, it, before, exactly.
1: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I remember the night Sam was drafted, and there, you you to any Jets fan, that was just an unbelievable feeling, and then the roller coaster after yeah. it, who just left yep. us in the watch. But I'm excited about what we've got going here, and even going to what you talked about, Zach Wilson. You know, I wasn't the biggest Zach Wilson fan, but he does have some traits. He does do some things that I think will really help him to ascend to the next level, particularly with his arm strength, Um, and even Mm -hmm. the things that you hear about him being a film junkie. He's a guy that's going to keep working. That kind of stuff is stuff that's going to help you at the next level. Because just being an athlete, just being you know able to be good. Oh, you got an arm, you got a rocket arm. You could do this, you could do that. Okay, that's fine. But if you don't study. If you don't prepare, if you're not ready to be a professional in the NFL, then you can get ready to get ghost in a couple of years because you're not going to be good. And we've seen yeah. that happen with multiple guys. So that's what that's what I'm excited about, you know, for me. Um, even yeah. when I look yeah. at this current draft, uh, some of the other guys we got from this current draft, Elijah Moore, all those guys, I'm excited about some of those guys because they can fill in spots, especially with the value that we got at Elijah Moore. But a guy that I was really excited about that we drafted was Michael Carter. And he comes into this situation with this Jets running back situation. I want to ask you some questions about that. When you look at this running back situation, aren't you intrigued? Because there's so many guys that we've brought in. We've got, a lot, we got um, Michael Carter. We've got Tevin Coleman. We've got, you know, mm-hmm. uh, P. Ron. We've got Ty Johnson. I mean, for you, in your mind, who do you think even ends up being the
3: starter? Well, uh, you know, I, I was thinking about this while I was listening on hold. And, <clears throat> I also kind of my my position is similar to something that you had suggested, which was a running back by committee. Now it's yeah. So it so it's something like in the Jets' history where there's been times where we've had three solid options, but most of the yeah. time uh, the most successful teams have had sort of that bludgeoning downhill runner, and then they had that at, you know sort of outside sort of slash receiver, third down back, like uh, LT, for example, in his later years. Um, mm-hmm. And that's been where they've succeeded the most, you know. And you look at the Sean Green days, he's downhill runner. Um, so they struggle when they have, in my opinion, anything more than two running backs in that situation. Um, but that's mm-hmm. based off of historic coaching. And like you said, we have a whole new coaching kind of philosophy yeah. there on the offense. And so I think mm-hmm. and we have a young quarterback that that is, you know, very athletic and mobile and can probably handle, you know, some of some of these kind of schemes that they're they're planning to to input there. And I you know, I think running back by committee is in this situation because we have so much talent there and we have so many backs that have specific talent, whether it be speed or whether it be receiving, you know, good hands, you know, what have you, that if if they can be creative enough on the offense to Mix them in appropriately, where none of them is really getting tired, and they're all sort of at their peak every time they're on the ball. Then that's going to be the best route, in my opinion. Now, a team that you can look at that has done that te- in a textbook fashion is is the New England Patriots. You know, they for yeah. year for year, for years they've bought in guys that were late round draft picks. Uh, you know, solid running backs, but nobody really cared about them, you know, for lack of a better phrase, I guess. And next thing you know, by week six, you know, each of them have three, four touchdowns apiece. They're all looking fresh. Yeah. They're all running downhill, you know. And that's sort of the spirit that I think they should invoke in our backfield. But the question, again, remains, do we have one or two guys too many? Is, is three enough, you know, or given the history of the Jets, is two, you know, the most we can kind of handle? from that perspective, and I'd like to hear your perspective
1: on that. Yeah, dude, this is a phenomenal take from you, uh, Tim. Look,
3: I hear what you're saying,
1: and like you said as well, the New England Patriots is a team that does that extremely well, but you know there's another team that does it extremely well with kind of the back-by-committee system, the Niners. Niners were Mm -hmm. phenomenal last year, and and you brought up a great point when you talked about just, you know, having guys that – do different things really well, and so you know some of the things they do exceptionally well. Some you know they may have traits one or two guys, but you look at the Niners situation; they were they had multiple guys. You know there, there were so many guys mm-hmm. there, and they were kind of known name guys from McKinnon to th- their leader rusher. I think his name was uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., who was an undrafted guy. And they just utilize those guys in different roles within the system. You would see a guy come in, he'd get maybe two carries. Then you'd have you know, him sit out, and there would be other guys coming in. Then when that guy got injured and when some guys go down, then we're filling those roles. So I think having – you know, maybe three – they're probably going to carry maybe four backs, I think. Uh, so maybe three or mm-hmm. four backs having different kind of things, different kind of situations come in. That's how I think we're going to handle the situation. I truly believe that. You look at Mozart mm-hmm. all these guys the Niners, Dan, we're coming in with the same exact situation. And I think that back-by-committee system, that utilization of different types of backs, three, four guys, within this scheme, I think will be successful. Now, I understand what you're yeah, talking I mean, about in the past. There, there were major yeah. struggles. But like you said, New well, we got New England. Scheme, the way they run it is extremely efficient and well. And I think the Niners did that extremely efficient and well. And I think that that's what we're going to do: extremely efficient and well as well.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I completely agree. And I'm, you know, I'm looking at guys like that, like Rex Burkhead, who were, were very successful yeah. under that type of scheme, and Brandon Bolden yeah. and Raheem Mostert out in San Francisco is a stud, and he's kind of yeah. underpinning that 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 whole backfield there. And and, and the other thing too is you got to think Kevin Coleman is 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 a is a well-heeled veteran. You know what I mean? He's going to be able to yeah. to to speak to those young guys in a fashion that not every random running back in a running back room is going to be able to lead your running back core. Kevin, Kevin Coleman can look at them and say, "I played in a Super Bowl. You know, I've played against Tom Brady at his best." Like this is the level for which you have to approach every game. And I, I think just having that voice in, in the locker room for the running backs, especially like Michael Peline and, and and this Carter guy you mentioned, I don't know much about Carter. I have to look, in, look into him a little bit more. Um,
2: yeah.
3: But like you said, I think it's going to be invaluable for them. And then the the, the sort of the second facet to the benefit of Tevin Coleman is that although he's a veteran he's still got a lot of gas in the tank you know what i mean this isn't a guy that's going to be totally useless other than f- from a, a veteran standpoint you know what i mean so it's it's good man we ha- we have a solid backfield and you know i think the you know i think a major thing too is that we can't think of the backfield in a vacuum right like the running game doesn't just happen magically you have to have solid passing game, and I know that we have a solid receiving court and I'm very excited to see them, but where we really need to improve or at least get a stud-like performer is the tight end position, and <clears throat> you know, if you look at what they did in San Francisco with yards after catch with George Kittle, yeah. If, yeah, you know, just seriously look that stat up. I think he had the most yards of anybody on the team, honestly, and so the dude, you know, obviously benefited from an offense that was, was, was schemed to maximize yards after catch. And what we don't have is that Rob Gronkowski that you can throw any five, six-yard pass to, and he's going to get 14 to 18 yards. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, if, if, if we can get that piece, then that's going to open up Mims down the field, and he's going to get all kinds of crazy deep opportunities and then that's also going to open up all the all the guys running across the middle as well. Um, so, yeah. it's so, You know, if they can if they can plug a good tight end in there somehow, then I think they really have enough talent on every side of the ball to to do well if they're coached well. It all comes down to coaching, as we've seen.
1: So, Tim, here we go. What you saying? That are you telling me? This is my next question for you. Are you telling me that you think that Herndon will be able to have a bounce back season in this system? Oh,
3: oh man. (laughs)
4: Did did y'all hear that?
3: Come on. You're you're (laughs) paying me into a corner because if I say no, then I'm losing faith in the coaching staff. And if I say Uh, yes, uh, then uh, uh, I'm having uh, more faith than maybe I should. You know what I mean?
1: Okay. What
4: more do you want from me? Him, <laughs> yeah. what are you I'll doing? tell you what, look
3: look you better say I, it. I, I I'm not I'm not quite sure what I'm not quite sure what the issue is with Herndon. I mean I you know, outside outside of the obvious highlights of him dropping critical yeah. passes and you know, yeah. to me he made that one good catch in that one big game over the middle with the one hand for a touchdown. And that's all I remember him for. I don't really remember anything else about Herndon. So <laughs> I mean, if that says Uh, it all, doesn't it? I mean, you know, know, so I don't know if there's a talent deficit there. I don't know if there's an inability to understand the coaching scheme or the offense or what the actual issue is. Because it's not like it can't, I I mean, I can't imagine it's a a physical issue because the guy is a beast. So Mm -hmm. it's got to be some kind of, I don't know, maybe it's a drive issue. Maybe he's not fully into it. I don't know, but. I mean, do I think it's possible that under the right conditioning coaches, under the right position coaches, that he could have a bounce back year based on his physical talent? Yes, I do think it's poss- I do think it is possible. but do I think it's likely no, And do I think that they should certainly look for an outside answer to that position? I would say yes, or it, it, at the very least bring in somebody that they can plug in with him. Uh, you know, on the other side, that could also serve as as a as a pass catcher in critical situations because, it, it, like I said, he hasn't shown us much, and he's been here for too long. Like that's part of the Jets' problems that they pay all these guys for years and years, like just just sitting on the on the bench, man. You know what I mean? Like there's just yeah. like it's ridiculous. Like we're getting there, how many examples of high-priced talent did we lose? Can I, Can we talk Ooh. about it? I mean, Tremaine, Tremaine yeah. Johnson,
1: Le'Veon Bell. We ended up cutting him. Le'Veon
3: Bell, Tremaine Johnson. Him. Didn't do Ooh, anything Tremaine for us Johnson. whatsoever. And uh, then C.J. Mosley Johnson. has been making forty million a year. He hasn't done anything for us yet. We got. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. Quite honestly, I mean, it's it's pretty bad. Oh. Like how much dead? How much dead time? Have we gotten out of the performance of our contracts? like I wish somebody would go back and look because people want to talk about how our our organization's completely screwed up all the time and like how they don't know what they're doing I mean just look look at the look at the amount of money they left on the table every year for these empty contracts where these guys were quote unquote rehabbing their knees in Florida. You know what I mean It's like believe. Yeah. Geez, <laughs>
1: Yeah, listen. I, you took me back with the Jermaine Johnson. Oh, that put me. That sent me somewhere else. <laughs> that was a horrible signing, and that was a horrible contract. contract, like you said as well. Oh man, he got paid, and I mean, we really, we really bit the bullet there. But yeah, oh, like you said, God. you know, <laughs> going forward, look, I, you know, I got a lot of people. I got you know, salute to SG. SG in the chat says I believe in Herndon. Uh, you know, I got to see it. I got to see it. Going back to him, I got to see it. You know, uh, look, I'm excited about Yaboa. I'm ready to see what he's going to bring to the table. He's a guy that had a fourth-round grade on him. I think that he could he could come in and potentially, you know, be a starter off the bat, you know, from this draft draft class. Even Cross, Cross, the guy we brought in, I could see him taking that tight end spot. But until Chris Herndon actually does something, I'm not going to get hyped up for him anymore. I'm tired of that, Tim. I'm tired of getting getting up to get let down. I'm just done with that. So, my next me question too, for you, too. my final question for you, and, and look, you, you've had a heck of a call, so my final question for you is, when you look at the players on this current roster, who do you think is going to be able to come in in their second year and have a big-time impact this upcoming season?
3: Second year, second year. So, yeah, you yes. had asked that before. So, somebody mentioned Makai Becton. I think yeah. I think that's, like, like the prior caller said, that's pretty obvious. I think second year, yeah. hmm. <sighs>
1: you got me Mims,
3: me you got Ashton
1: Davis, Zuniga is out there, Teron, Morgan, Cameron Clark, Bryce I, Hall. I, th-
3: I think, well, I think Ashton Davis needs to improve this year. Um, definitely. So, I I think he has a lot of talent, so I think he could maybe maybe have an improved year. So, him, him improving hmm. would help us a lot because he's kind of on the lower end of the talent spectrum in the backfield, but um, or in the in, on the defensive side, I should say, and then you know, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm curious about Mims because you know Mims was another one that you know has had a lot of injuries since coming to the Jets. So yeah. we just have to see. We have to see, right? I mean, he he's he was yeah. a big premier uh, draft pick, so it's hopefully this is the year where we get a lot of production out of him. It would be awesome to finally have another receiver. That gives us like you know at least close to a thousand yards. You know what I mean? Like I, I think we should have kept Robbie Anderson. I honestly do. I don't know why oh. we we'll let him go. I mean, yeah. I, I I mean, there's always room for a guy like Robbie on the on the squad, even even if you bring Mims in. You know what I mean? So if you had if you yeah. had Mims, Robbie, Robbie Anderson, and Crowder, and then you had uh, what's the guy Elijah Moore? Yeah, yeah, Elijah Moore. Th- yep. You know, so yeah, if you, you have know, those four four guys, I mean, that's that's really really solid. And not only that, you have a ton of speed on the field, a ton between Crowder, Mims, and Anderson. Like, that's three people who can burn. So, yeah, yeah. it's going to cause a lot of other teams problems. But you know, they got rid of Anderson, so I, so I'm looking for Mims to it is, what step it up and, and fill that role. Yeah, so I, I would say I would say yep. Mims and Davis really need to have. Uh, some bounce back years and, and really show us kind of why we drafted him, you know, not that, to be yeah, hard. You know,
1: I could, no, yeah, no, I could see that. And, again, even with Aston Davis, that other safety spot, he can make an impact there, you know. There could be some question marks there. I know we went and got Joiner; Everybody was excited about him. Uh, but, you know, mm-hmm. maybe he stepped in and really improved this season. And we saw some flashes out of him last season, too, where it was like, okay, this kid's got something. You no, know, but he ended up getting injured. So coming back, you know I could see him making an impact as well. I brought up Cameron Clark because I think he can go into a role immediately that can have a big time impact on the football team, particularly there at right Guard. Also talked about James Morgan as well being a backup quarterback. But yeah, those are some solid selections. listen to him. you've had a heck of a call man. Give him a hand, everybody. This was a call for. Him. Yeah. Yeah.
4: In. All I, right. I, I Give it thank
1: up. you. Give for, it up. Yeah. I'm, yeah I'm <laughs> thank you for calling in. Listen, next time I have a show, man, I want to hear from you, Tim. I, I need to hear from you more often, my man. You're a heck of a caller, all right?
3: Yeah. Look, man, I appreciate your time. And, uh, you know, forget those trolls. They're worthless. We're yeah. going to keep going. J E T S all day. I appreciate your show. And I hope everybody else uh, leaves you a thumbs up on the video. Take care, my man. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Tim. You have yourself a good night, man.
1: Listen, salutes to everybody, man. I want to thank everybody for calling in except for the trolls. You know what I'm saying? We ain't going to let them stop us, though. We're not going to let the hate, you know, get involved with me. Again, and wherever you're watching me from, please subscribe, give my videos a thumbs up, share my videos as well. Just greatly appreciate it. All the love. You know what I'm saying? This is why I do this. I do this. This This is for us. This is for Jets fans. This is for football fans. You know what I'm saying? Because I have a lot of people that are watching me that are not Jets fans at all. This is for football fans to call in, have a good time, discuss football, discuss everything. So I want to thank everybody that called in and spit their fire and spit their (laughs) taste. You know? So I'm going to go ahead and close out the show. And I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. That let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search for the Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well at Young J000. Again, that's youngj000. Go ahead and Follow me on Twitter. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues under the br- no, no issues at all. Okay, I'm the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. I will have it on at all times. You know what I'm saying? You can't you can hate. Even the trolls tonight. What I do? Sidestep them and send their ass to the abyss. Go over there with Adam Gaze. You know what I'm saying? Done deal. Quick, I get you out of here. You want to talk to Tone? Tone who? Dial Tone. Get out of here. You know what I'm saying? I get you off. You know what I mean? So, also, you know, you can visit uh, me as well on the show's page at The Long Beach Joe. The Long Beach Joe, you know what I'm saying? You can go over there, subscribe, or follow that page on Twitter as well. Um, You know, I go back and forth with everyone on there as well, too. That's the show's page. I'm also on YouTube as well at Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets is where you can check out all the content. You can see my live stream. Uh, You know, you can check out the show while I live stream the show. I'll go back and forth with everybody. You can also see other content that I put up there as well. Uh, we also game as well. Everyone loves that. <laughs> We're going back and forth with everybody. We're going to continue that. We play all kinds of stuff on there from, you know, Resident Evil to Madden to, you know, NBA 2K to Street Fighter. We play it all. We have a blast and we go back and forth. So Long Beach, Joe Jets, go over there, subscribe, give my videos a thumbs up, and turn on your notifications. If you want to troll me in the over there? No issues. I will troll you right back over there as well, okay? We can go back and forth in the comments. Go ahead, drop a comment. We'll go back and forth. And as always, people, when you see me in person, because eventually you will, okay, when you see me in person, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Free hugs for everybody except the trolls. Free hugs for everybody, all right? The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing. No matter what anyone tells you, okay, ever, the hugs will always remain free, always, Okay? Without you people, I'm absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to the show and call in, okay? Except for the trolls. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to call in. You folks are the absolute greatest. So, you folks have a good one. Peace. <laughs>